Well, today I have, I really felt led by the Lord about this because it's something that I know that is very important in our lives and sometimes we neglect to go to that power of prayer. <laughs> and it's, it's something that I feel that I was led to be inspired to do more of and I thought I would share this. So I wrote down some things that prayer, prayer can change things. It can change people's hearts. It can change our perspective of things. It can bring repentance and restoration. It can bring physical and spiritual healing. And if we ask in prayer, God gives us wisdom and direction and how to be part of the things and in our prayers. It can change fear into boldness and courage. And it also releases faith, our faith in God's promises. So those are just some of the things I thought of that prayer does. We can sometimes pray for others. How much, I mean, a lot of times it's so easy to pray for others' needs, but then we don't pray for ourselves, Or it's vice versa. <clears throat> We're always praying for ourselves, but we forget to pray about others or the other things that are important. And it's, a, it's good to pray for ourselves, too, because there's sometimes, did you ever, were you ever really sick? And you're just like, oh, I wish I could, well, did we ever think to pray about it? Like, oh, I'm sick. I, Lord, would you heal my body? Sometimes we just forget to do it. It's a simple thing. But we have, when we have other needs, it's easy to remember and pray for them or pray for an issue. So it's just one of those things that can be neglected, and I know I'm guilty of that because a lot of times I'm very, um, it's easy to talk about something that's an issue or a need Instead of talking about it, I need to pray about it more and let God deal with it or help guide me to whatever I need. And God says to believe and do not doubt when we pray. So that's a very important part of prayer. We need to believe in faith that God can do it. And that's the most important thing. We have to have release our faith. Prayer releases our faith to allow God to move on our behalf. So... I want to go to the first scripture, which is in Colossians 4, 2 through 4. Colossians 4, 2 through 4 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Pray also for us, Paul's talking here, uh, that God may open doors for our message so that we can proclaim the mystery of Christ. Pray that I will proclaim it clearly. And notice he says, devote yourself. To be in prayer, devote, and that's a, a, a purposeful thing to do. Like, we need to be purposeful to remind ourselves to pray about things. And we pray here for, Paul was asking that God would open doors and that he would be able to proclaim the message clearly. So, we can pray that for those in this for us as ambassadors of Christ, I talked about that before in Sunday school, that we are called to be ambassadors of Christ to spread the message. We can pray for that message of, of uh, God to be spoken clearly, and God will give us that direction. James 5.16, 
says that the prayers of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Now, sometimes you could look at that word and say righteous. Well, maybe today I don't feel righteous, so I shouldn't be praying. That doesn't mean that. Because now we are all made righteous through Christ. We are not righteous in the fact that we do everything right. We are made right by his standing, that we are made right in him. So we have the privilege of praying to God. So it is a privilege, too, because before we didn't have that option. We have the opportunity to pray directly to our Father God, who can hear and answer prayers. If we look at Psalm 65, too, it says he hears our prayers. And he answers prayer is what I think it says. But I have written, he hears and he answers prayer. And it says, you who answer prayer to all the people that come to you. Now, he may not answer prayer exactly how we're expecting it, but he does answer. It may be in the form of wait. It may be in the form of no. It may be a form of a whole different way that we're not expecting. But God does not lie. He is not a liar. He promises that he will hear us and he will answer. And a lot of times the answer comes in ways that we might not like. But it's ultimately in God's will and his purpose for how he answers and when. And I just, I realize that sometimes we take prayer as just too casual because Let's just face it, we just say a prayer for the offering, we pray for it, and, but yet we need to really think how awesome this prayer is happening in the spiritual realm. There is a spiritual warfare going on. If we look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says, this warfare is, we, is not against flesh and blood, but rulers of authorities, powers, of this dark world and spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. And in verse 18 through 20, it says, Pray in the Spirit on all occasions in all kinds of requests. Be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. There's a lot of things that we don't understand that are happening, but right now in this very moment, the prayers that you have offered up before are still maybe in the working, but God is moving. We don't see it happening, but, but rest assured it's happening. There's also a battle against what God wants and what we want. But we've got to remember, though, that he is bigger. God is bigger than the enemy. But I want to take note to Verse 18, pray in the Spirit on all occasions. When we don't know how to pray, the Holy Spirit will pray and intercede for us. We have to allow ourselves to pray more in the Spirit and with all kinds of requests and be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. I think that there's times that we're not always on the... Um, we need to be on the defense of the enemy's attacks on our lives on our God's people, on the church, because let's face it, Satan's whole goal is to take us out as a church, as believers, as people, God's children. He hates us. 
We've got to remember that. It's a powerful force. It's real. So we have the defense of praying. So we need to be alert to his schemes and his tactics. One of those tactics I just got thought of right now is the spirit of offense. The spirit of offense can bring a lot of division into your life and cause you to get in a whole other place where you don't need to be. Because we need to be purposeful in our prayer so that we can actually be on guard to what Satan's up to. It's like we're not left on our own just to float around and just be defenseless. God gave us the armor of God. And if we look at that, I'm not going to go into all of that, but we have to put on the armor of God to be ready to fight this battle. And right now, he is tricky enough to do it slowly, very sneakily, so that's why we need to be on guard and be prayed up all the time. The first thing that we should do in the morning, and I'm not always, I, I always, I'm good in the morning to say, hello God, thank you for this day, help me through this day, whatever. And I pray throughout the day to him. But there's times when I rest my head at night and I, uh, I'm already sleeping. <laughs> I fall asleep before I even say anything to the Lord. But you know, if we're just more attentive to him being with us constantly to help us, whatever we need help with, or just thank him. Um, I think it says in that scripture, it might be a, uh, pray on all occasions and being thankful in Colossians, it says. Being thankful, even when we're not seeing the results of our prayer, I need to still thank him while I'm going through something, while it's still happening. Maybe the healing's not there, but I'm still thanking him for the healing because I'm believing. And like I said, everything is up to God ultimately on how things work out. But our job is to pray and believe because he tells us to do that. And why would he tell us to believe and not doubt if, he, if we're not to do it? I have <clears throat> Satan's goal to destroy the church. He likes to place doubt in us. He likes to lie, steal, kill, and destroy our families, our society, our morals, and our whole, and our government, and our home life, and our children, everything. He wants to just take out anything. And he knows right where to get us. But you know what? He's defeated. We have the upper hand if we just allow God to lead us in the way to pray about it, where we're to take place in the actions that he calls us to, and let God do, deal with this. He takes, he likes to take, uh, the enemy likes to take God out of our schools, out of prayer, out of our laws, everything. And I'm, you know what, I'm getting sick of it. I, I'm, I don't know what it is, but I'm just, I, I don't, I think it's just, maybe God's just speaking to me, but I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm getting really tired of the enemy taking, trying to steal and take the upper hand on what we have. God gave us abundant life. He gave us new life. He gave us authority on this earth. And yet, we, I, I'm talking for myself, but we can all do this. We sort of sit back and then we just get so upset. And it is a righteous anger. There's things happening in this world that shouldn't be happening, but it's always been happening. But I think now we have the power of the Holy Spirit living in us to show us how to pray, show us how to be involved, show us what is 
being specifically in prayer, like specify a prayer. Like, and I think importance of prayer too is instead of just, I have a tendency to get negative right away. And I look at things and I thought, I can't believe this is happening. Why? And I was like, well, I know why. It's because it's the enemy's plan. That's why we have to be discerning of the spirit of knowing what's going on and be able to pray against it. And I think that right now we're in a place in our, where it's so important that the, the believers, we as a church, need to stand up and be the ones taking charge of praying, praying, praying. Pray in agreement. If we go to Acts chapter 12, I was, this is what sort of brought on a lot of this thing about just tied in chapter 12, verses 5 through 11. So Peter's kept in prison, but the church was earnestly praying to God for him. The night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and sentries stood a guard at the entrance. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He struck Peter on the side and woke him up. Quick, get up, he said, and, on, and the chains fell off Peter's wrists. Then the angel said to him, put on your clothes and sandals, and Peter did so. Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. The angel told him, and Peter followed him out of the prison, but he had no idea that what the angel was doing was really happening. He thought he was seeing a vision. They passed the first and second guards and came to the front gate leading to the city. It opened for them by itself, and they went through it. When he had walked the length of one street, suddenly the angel left him, and then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know without a doubt that the Lord had sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's clutches, and from everything the Jewish people were hoping that would happen. Wow. But you know what? That, that's awesome, and it happens. God can send an angel. God can actually do miraculous things still to this day. I've heard stories of people that were ready to be killed in mission fields, and somehow, miraculously, they were kept safe because they couldn't see them. They, I mean, these are... These are real-life stories, and they make you think, wow, it's not like they ended back in the Bible. It's happening. And if we go down here, I didn't have this listed, but Peter, when he finally came to himself and really, wow, this wasn't a dream. This really happened. I'm free. I'm out of jail by miracles. Like, the, the gates opened. The chains fell off. They just fell off. The angels tell him what to do, and then he left them. So he went back to the house where they were praying, and he's knocking at the door telling them, I'm here, and Rhoda goes to, Rhoda, I think her name is, goes to tell the rest of the people that were praying, Peter's outside the door, and they're like, what? No, sir. I was like, it can't be him. It's got to be something else. They didn't believe, but they were praying earnestly for him. So it's like, doesn't that happen to us? We think, wow, God did do that. But see, we should be believing it's going to happen when we pray, Right? I mean, I don't know about you, but I think I shouldn't be surprised because I think sometimes even if you journal things that you prayed about and you look back and think, oh my goodness, 
God, you did answer that prayer. I forgot about that prayer. Because there's been prayers that I've prayed in very earnestly, believe me. <laughs> there's certain things that have happened that I thought there's just no way this is going to happen, but I am praying for it and I'm believing for it. And I would speak the scriptures and I would say them out loud and I would write them down and didn't see anything happening for like months, year. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's right. I prayed about that and it happened. So we shouldn't be surprised. Um, God sent the angel. They didn't believe, but we need to believe. Okay, uh, let's go to Acts 4. I know this happened before, but I'm still like, I thought this was good too. Acts 4, 24. So Peter and John were telling about Jesus now, and they said, that's enough. You're going to have to keep quiet. They, they, they commanded them to shut up. I don't want to hear. We don't want to talk about this anymore. But after being told to be silent about Jesus together, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. And when they, I'm, I'm just thinking how powerful it is for united in agreement in a group of people to be earnestly praying. And they raised their voices to speak out loud. There's power and in prayer and then they give him glory of how much he's done for them. And in verse 40, or four, chapter 4, verse 31 in Acts there, it says, After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken, and all were filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. How much the Spirit gives us to speak boldly when we need, even in the, in the face of fear. There's coming a time, I really feel that, as we look at things changing and how good is called evil and evil is called good and things that are taking, like God is taken out in a far place from our whole view of how we were set up, it's taken out of our schools and our laws and our government and, and our places, it's like we need to be bold in the fact that standing up for what is right and God's laws. And when we speak things out loud, that is, for, that is a form of spiritual warfare too because we are confessing the word, we are praising God. He doesn't, Satan doesn't like that. The church is going to need to like rise up together. Then there's accountability to each other. And I think I have a thing that if you're praying in agreement with something, there's power in that. And I remember a time when I actually had this happen, and I thought it was so neat, and that's why it's still something that I talk about. I'm sort of like the people behind the doors. But I remember praying. Uh, someone was dealing with some real health issues and pain, and my friend was at my house one day, and she said, well, let's just pray about it now. I said, well, okay. So we agreed that we're going to pray for this, this healing and this thing to happen. And so we prayed about it. Lo and behold, later that same day, well, this happened the same day, so this is pretty neat. I hear the person that we were praying about says, you're never going to believe that something really weird happened today. I was driving down the road, and at this, I said, about what time was that? And that person told me, and I thought to myself, oh, my Lord, that, thank you, Lord. That was the very time that my friend and I were sitting in my kitchen praying for that. And it was like God delivered that person from the pain and healed. I mean, 
Does that not get you excited when stuff like that happens? It's like, I was like, and still to this day I think, wow, but you know what, God does that kind of stuff. And, and we forget about it. We sort of just get casual, like, well, yeah, we'll just pray. But you know what, let's, let's hear about the testimony. Let's hear about what happened. Let's see how God is working. Let's see the power of God in prayer. Revivals happened. We think about Azusa Street and all this, the, the past revivals, and it all started with prayer. And I don't know, I'm, I'm not a good prayer warrior, I will admit that. I'm not a good person that can stay focused and pray, pray, pray like some people can. But I think that there's so much power in each one of us to do our part in prayer. Prayer for this country. Pray for our kids. Bring rebellious kids back. You know, salvation to our families and loved ones. People we don't know. Missions in the field. People in the other countries that don't know the Lord. People in our own neighborhoods that don't know the Lord. I'm surprised when I watched a show one time and it was going out and talking to people, and the majority of the people didn't even think that Jesus was real. And I'm thinking, what? How can with all the knowledge that we have, there still be people that don't believe or ever heard the stories of, it's just being, we need to bring it forward. Um, and we need to go and be persistent in prayer. Don't give up, because, like I said, we may not see the answer happening, we may not see it the way or the time, but God is answering prayer. He may not remove the problem, but he will get us through the problem. He promises to always get, be with us. So, and we can change the course of so many things through the power of prayer. If it's in God's will to do it, he will bring it to pass. But I think the most, one of the important things is we have to have the leading of the Holy Spirit. We have to know how to pray. We have to know specifically what to pray for. And sometimes we just have to get in agreement with the Lord and know what to pray about. So some issues hit more harder to each of us than others. Like there's certain things that we really are uh, prompted to pray about in urgent prayer, and that's a good thing. And when God leads us to pray, let's not ignore that urging of the Holy Spirit to do it. And I think. I, I mean, instead of going to the phone, I heard go to the throne, you know, like, it's always like, let's just go talk and complain about it, let's go just, or, or I'm going to tell you all my problems that I'm dealing with, instead of just talking and conversing with someone else about your, just give it to God and let God deal with it, and he will help us through it. I remember, um, of course, we all remember that day on 9-11, and you know, I think that, I was talking about this yesterday at Our Lady's thing, how when that happened, the scripture, Second Chronicles 7-14, came to my mind. And I thought, wow, you know, is this something, we need healing in our land, we need healing in our country, we need people turning back to God. It's like, we need that. And it says, well, and I know this, you probably all heard this scripture so many times. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. And I thought, wow, I heard that. But then I find out that person heard that too. That person heard that too. And over in this state, and it was like 
that just shows me that the Holy Spirit was showing all of us that direction of prayer. Because it, it was so significant that day that it'll be... It's a, but then as time goes by, we forget about those things. It's not on the forefront of our thoughts and we need to not forget about the things. And we don't want to forget about what God has done in the past to keep renewing us, to urge us to keep praying forward of what's to come. We know God's not going to leave us or to forsake us in the times to come because I believe the times are coming that it's going to get harder. Not to scare people, but we haven't experienced persecution yet like a lot of people have. I mean, it's, it's scary to think of what Christians are dealing with in other countries. They're getting executed in prison, their children. It's horrible. It just, when I hear those stories, it hurts me. So we need to pray. Lord, forgive us for not taking the privilege that you give us to pray. And Lord, we just pray that your spirit would lead us how to pray and pray in your name that you gave us instruction to do. And help us as a people, as a church, your body, to draw close to you, Lord. Hear your voice and know how to establish your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we just thank you for hearing our prayer, and we know that you answer. We know that you prom your promises are real, and that we, we, you will never lie to us. You are faithful. You will do it. So we just thank you and give you praise and honor in Jesus' name. Amen.